so that's okay. Journaling, meditation, like all these very like good, juicy self-help habits, they might not be serving you. So maybe what you need to do is like put on some music and dance or do, do something like anything can be self-care if it's done in the energy and the intention of caring for self. Hey there, I'm Renee, a former shopping addict turned minimalist mindset guru. In three years, I went from totally broke and burnt out to debt-free minimalist. Learning to simplify every area of my life, both inside and out, saved my marriage, gave me the time back to live my life how I wanted to, and allowed me to love myself like never before. Looking back, the only thing I wish I had had was a friend to share the journey with me. That is my hope for the Unstuffed Podcast. This is a place where you can shake off the need to people please and show up as your authentic self, even if you're still wearing yesterday's sweatpants. Think of this as a standing coffee date with an old friend whose only job is to hear you out, hype you up, remind you that you are already enough and doesn't mind if your house is a mess. Let's keep this simple. Life is complicated enough. Welcome to the Unstuffed Podcast. Hey there, it's me, Renee. Welcome back to the Unstuffed Podcast. Today I have an amazing interview where I got the chance to sit down with Kayleen Elise Seuss, who is an intuition coach um, and is amazing at helping her clients cut through the noise in everyday life. Our conversation today, we dived into how to start using your intuitive voice daily rather than during those really big intense moments but rather as a way to stay grounded in everyday existence how to be more present and how to use your intuition and always go back to it during the ever-changing ebb and flow of life plus how to start using your intuition to pick out your favorite outfits which is something I am all about so without further ado let's dive into today's episode Hi, Kayleen. Hi, Welcome Renee. To the podcast. Oh my goodness. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me on. I'm glad we were able to work through technical difficulties and connect. <laughs> yeah. I don't even think, I don't know, is Mercury in retrograde? I feel like that's what we always blame, but <laughs> I would love to hear a little bit about um, your business and everything you got going on. Cause I can tell you've definitely mastered the zenness more than me when it comes to fighting technology we were struggling to get on zoom today um and you I love that you've got a an overall calmness about it. it it is what it is so well thank you it's definitely always affirming to have that mirrored back to me because I am somebody who was always I think I'm a type a perfectionist like very high achiever my whole life like go 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 and I noticed at some point, like, hey, I don't really want to be like that. I don't want to be crazy and stressed and overwhelmed. That's one of the reasons why your message resonates with me so much is because it seems also like you recognize like, huh, I don't want to be like this. And so I'm going to make some changes. And so that's one of the things that I really have to cultivate and practice in myself, but over and over again coming back to calm and deep breaths and connecting to my intuition. It serves me, it supports me and my family and my clients. And so it's always really good in a way when hiccups like this come up, like Zoom not working where it's like, okay, yes. And this is why we have these practices so that it's still frazzling and nerve wracking, but you can come back to calm. 
Right. That's so funny that you say that. Uh, I just said that to my husband last night before we went to bed. He goes, I tell myself I'm going to have a good, happy day. And then I step in dog crap on the way out. And I was like, remember, that's your opportunity to choose joy over frustration, which is like the last thing he wants to hear. I'm sure he rolled his eyeballs before he drifted off to sleep. But it really is true. We can't learn these things if we're not given the opportunity to practice. Absolutely. And I mean, does it suck to step in dog crap? Obviously. <laughs> yes. You cannot argue with that. It smells. You don't have to clean it up. It's bad. But at the same time, you can let that can definitely ruin a day or oh, yeah. it can be like just, oh, you just stepped in some crap. Oh, wow. Yeah. A hundred percent. I used to be one of those people who looked for reasons to have a ruined day. You know, it was so easy to find something to be mad about or blame outside sources on rather than taking a look at the chaos that was maybe blustering inside. So if you weren't always this way, can I tell you, was there like a pivotal moment that kind of helped you shift and make you go, okay, something has to change? Yeah, there. I mean, there's definitely a few that come to mind. One was that in my life after college, I worked for a really fast paced inside sales team kind of environment where, you know, the more hours you work, the more accolades you got and you could always make more cold calls. And it was just like drive, 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 hard, hard, hard. And I felt this like shift of, Hey, you know what? Like, what am I, what am I climbing towards? What am I working towards? I looked around the people in the room and didn't see anybody whose life I wanted. didn't see anybody who was a mentor or somebody who would be like, yeah, they seem like they have it all together. You know? right, <laughs> and it, right. it took a lot of effort and energy to kind of shift out of that. It wasn't like I woke up and was like, oh yeah, now I'm a yoga teacher or whatever. <laughs> but I had, I had developed a, a blog. I started my blog in 2009 and it was like my creative outlet. And I did pursue yoga teacher training because those people seemed calm. And so I had done all these different like steps and actions, but it very much was it's like the unfolding of an onion, you know, where there's layers to unlearn and things to overcome and really just recognizing that I could choose different choices when pursuing my career. So the next job I took was still for a crazy fast-paced work environment. It wasn't like, uh, it was a better choice in the moment, but it was a baby step. It wasn't yeah. like this whole different thing. So in the moment of looking around the room and being like, Hey, I don't, this isn't the life that I want. I think it would have been really lovely to be able to snap my fingers and just have it be where I am now. But I also wouldn't have believed it. If you had told me that that's what I was, where I'd be, I wouldn't have understood how to get there. So I think being patient with yourself and just trusting that next step can make such a huge difference. The other big pivotal change was having children. And I have, I have three and uh, my oldest is six. And when he was a brand new baby there, I was just overcome by this desire to be gentle, to be a soft and gentle person, which I really would never have identified with even that desire. I would have been, that was just not me, but he was so, he was so small and so soft. And I wanted to be gentle to myself because I was also very soft, you know, <laughs> in so many ways. And so I just really remember wanting that 
gentle energy and feeling like I couldn't get it anywhere outside of myself. I had to find it within myself and, and give it to him. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. And kids, I mean, they say, you know, it's probably like that same thing that people don't want to hear, but kids can totally change you when you realize I'm not just being better for me. Cause sometimes that's not enough. We don't want to be better for ourselves, which yeah. is just unfortunate. I hope there are so many people out there who do want to be better for just themselves, but this like, Oh, I've got to break a cycle or I've got to be better for this tiny human. They don't deserve the worst parts of me or this chaotic version. Um, so yeah, I was curious if kids were kind of something that helped you slow down. And it's so funny that you say that because I don't, I don't think anyone would have ever told me I was a type A because I didn't necessarily get like the good grades. I wasn't super organized, but I was always someone who uh, like, I want what I want when I want it and I want it now and I want everything my way. <laughs> and so when you talk about the peeling of the onion and being patient, you're so right. Like if you would have gone from your crazy busy work to yoga teacher, chill environment, it would have been like, I was just thinking like, jumping into like freezing cold water where your yeah. whole body goes into shock and is like get me out of this this is too much it's not but I I hate <laughs> I hate and try to embrace like this the process I hate the process if I'm being so honest I'm like just get me where I want to go yes. I, don't want to, I don't want the failures I don't want the little lessons I just want to get there yeah, that's hard. <laughs> you know, and I, so I'm an intuition coach and I work with groups and I work one-on-one -on -one with people and our whole focus is on getting access to your inner voice or your inner wisdom and that wisdom within. And when I work with a client one-on-one, -on -one, the sessions are sort of like a guided meditation and breath work. And we get to a place where we wave goodbye to the mind of Renee and we access your inner voice and you speak from that place. And when people do that, their inner voices are so patient and yes. so trusting of the present moment. And it's the mind within us for better or worse. And I, I really love minds. I think they're so magical and wonderful and crazy. And they're interesting. <laughs> they are. They're, they're full of complexities. And the mind just wants it now. And at the same time, the mind is the thing that fears change but once change. It questions everything you do, but it tells you to do everything. It's like so, you, no wonder we all feel like we're pulled in a million different directions. Right. That's one of the gifts of the mind, but the inner voice, that quiet space of wisdom within you, it's there always. It's just sometimes hard to hear and can take a little practice, but when you do, you always have access to that patience, that trust in the process, the beauty in the moment and the beauty on the horizon. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. That's what, um, so if I'm being totally transparent, my husband and I got in a fight a couple days ago and it was all me. Like I realized, but we were, I was so mad and I had like wanted so badly to stay in my anger. And I said, okay, my highest self <laughs> talked to me. And she was like, you're, <laughs> this is you, you know, like you're projecting your, you know, that kind of thing. And it was like eating, like what eating humble pie or whatever they say. Yeah. I walked back into our bedroom and I was like, I'm sorry. This was just, you know, like my insecurities were coming out. My frustrations were building up. I was making up the stories in my head and just spewed it all over him, you know, that kind mm -hmm. of thing. Yeah. Um, 
having that access to that inner guide, that intuition is such an amazing tool. And something like you said, so many people struggle to find. Was there a time in your life that you started to go like, oh, like something speaking to me that's bigger yeah. than the mind, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think throughout my whole life, there's been moments of that, but really, I really did operate from the mind. And I was really, again, like big goals and busy, busy, busy. And so that's a lot of mind. And I came to a place where I started to explore things like manifesting in the universe. And I love Oprah. And so anytime <laughs> Oprah would talk about these things, I was like, oh, well, Oprah has all the answers. And yeah, she know, and she also knows all the people with all the answers. She's just this incredible beacon of wisdom and light. And so I, you know, would dip my toes into all of that. But again, it was when I had kids that really it started to, some of the things I had learned and the lessons, they came into a different light because like you said, it was not just for me anymore. And I think the, the path of like personal development and self-improvement really can be so much brighter and more illuminated when it's for someone else's benefit also. Yeah. And, you know, parenthood really it kind of like puts you in the middle of everything in a way. Cause it makes you look at your past so much more too. And then it makes you, what do you want to carry forward and what do you not want to carry forward? And there was a lot about my childhood. I was not interested in carrying forward at all. And so I, um, I follow this woman who was teaching about intuition at the time. And she did this live videotaping thing where we were in a studio audience and she brought me up on stage first and it was, my question was, okay, I got it. I can get to the zened out, chilled out place on my own in a coffee shop, in my closet, whatever. I've got my journaling and my meditation and my crystals. I can do all of it alone. But when my kids start screaming and the baby needs milk, and I had two kids at the time, and everything feels like the walls are crumbling down around me, I am not okay. And that's when I want to access my intuition. And so we went into my intuition and my inner voice said, the point of life is not, so I'm saying this through, you know, my inner voice yeah. is saying this through me on stage. The point of my life is not to be calm and zend out and chill 24 seven, because if I was that, then my kids would learn that emotions are not, there's no emotions and yeah. I, they wouldn't learn how to navigate them or that they're normal or real. And my emotional range compared to my husband is very vast. I have, I have a lot of emotions and they're, yeah. they're, it's a wide range. And when you talk about like having a fight with yourself, that also involves your husband, that is totally the dynamic I have with mine as well. And so it was this, it was this wake up call that I'm me and I'm okay. And I can learn how to navigate my ish. And in doing that, it will only benefit them. So I'm not, I don't need to get fixed. I just need to like feel the feelings and yeah. my inner, my inner voice, my intuition. That's a, that's a pathway towards feeling your feelings and getting more in touch with what's real for you versus some of that drama and story from the mind that we all have. Right. Right. Oh, I love that. And that's what, um, learning to sit <laughs> in the chaos and the discomfort, mm -hmm. but also I think finding, um, just an okayness, not maybe not necessarily that zend out piece, but yeah. just that idea like my life shouldn't look like this right now. It shouldn't be so crazy. It shouldn't be so busy versus going like it just it is. is. This is right. just where I am. 
and you're it's on okay. a roller coaster at the moment. It's a ride. You're going to get off. I think that thing about for me from pregnancy to this exact moment is like everything that is uncomfortable feels like it will be forever. And then all of the good stuff, you're like, when is it going to end? When's it gonna, you know, oh, so it's yeah. like, it's so hard, but you do un, you unlearn that. I think eventually you live through enough little moments and things where you're like, okay, nothing is permanent. That is both good and not good. And yeah. it's just life. Right. Oh, that's so true. And that's what I was looking at. Some of the things that you teach is talking about focusing on the moment. And I was just talking about that today. Um, and you talking about childhood. And that's what I was home with my kids for like a decade or more. And I said, one of the things I had to do, especially because, you know, I had the two under two, you said you had toddler and baby, you, you know, and then you added another one. And, um, there can be so much chaos. And I had to even if it was, and my husband's really good at this. I'm really thankful that he taught me that lesson where there were times when certain things would be chaotic in a way that was making me start to want to get riled up. And he would just kind of giggle and laugh at the situation. Like say if there was like, like what's the word putting all over a head or something like that. And he just kind of would be like, oh my gosh, laugh at it and find the humor in it. I'm so thankful to him for that because it allowed me to start to find the humor in the, in the day-to-day life. And one of the things I've learned is, you know, like sometimes the things that we maybe get mad about or that rile us up, we'll laugh about eventually. Yes. So I've tried to get to that point where I'm like, I'm just going to laugh about it now because I don't need to take myself so seriously. Um, and just trying to be present in those moments and see them with as pure of eyes and try to slow down that moment and preserve it and appreciate it before it is before it's gone you know yeah that's such good advice and it, you're right I mean I, in the realm of personal development self-help all of these things it can be that can be a very like serious topic I feel like people get like really like it's gonna be work and you know it's like we have to do these things and I I love that I appreciate that and at the same time you know, life, a lot of life is kind of funny and kind of ridiculous and also serious. You know, there's a lot of layers to it, but if we can bring a little levity to some of the things that do feel heavy, I'm by no means a comedian or anything like that, but just to kind of be a little bit more gentle and light about it and play and try things out and just see what happens that the curiosity and just a little sense of humor can make, yeah, putting all over the head, which is a huge pain to deal with, right. can make oh, it just like, oh my goodness, that that's crazy. What are you doing? As opposed yeah. to being like, ah, oh, stop it right now. So yeah, I think that that is a really good reminder and very lucky of you to have somebody in your life to kind of keep sprinkling that in. Yeah, I'm definitely, definitely thankful for those little lighthearted lessons that he's taught me. Um, and I was going to ask you, because you said like, you know, we talk about like you said, self-development, so it's good. this work's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. I'm curious if you ever had this thought, because I did, where I heard that like marriage would be hard or self-improvement would be hard. And so I felt like it had to look like that kind of hard, like you working at a really busy job, like that kind of hard, that kind of hustle, that kind of busy. And the hard is really more like being very slow <laughs> and, <laughs> and, you know, being more mindful and paying attention and kind of working through discomforts rather than just hustling past things. Does that make sense? Like the yes. kind of, I had this idea that work was going to be like this busy chaotic thing, but the work really has been a, like really, really 
hard at the same time and it's it's tough to explain yeah that it's not I think necessarily the kind of work we were conditioned to believe like work. the effort and like really like getting in and yeah solving things and da, 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 like that is a very it's a much more masculine energy and I think a lot of what we as a society have learned up to this point has been very masculine and so that's that's just that just is better or worse whatever but we are learning and softening into these other energies that maybe are more feminine and patience and enduring love and knowing that if something is a hiccup right now it could turn into a boulder but it might not so maybe you don't have to squash it you know <laughs> like you don't nothing not everything needs to be tackled right away that sometimes things solve themselves and sometimes we can be a little softer with our approach and have better results and I think from a mental and masculine perspective, sometimes it is very, our desires are to like solve and fix and change constantly. Yeah. And there is another option, which is to let's just see what happens. And I don't have to have an answer for that right now. And the intuition is, is a little bit more gentle in that way. A lot of times clients inner voices will say things like, well, yeah, work that the work is hard. My job is hard right now. I have a client who I've been working with for a really long time and she's been needing and wanting to leave her job. She's been at it for 10 years. So for a few years now, she's been like ready to go, but her inner voice kept saying, now is not the time. Now is not the time, but it, there will be a time. And even just knowing that there will be a time and now, right now it's not the time. That is such a, it, it gives the mind a little bit of peace, peace of mind to know this isn't forever and there will be a time. And she's reached that time now in this last session, we worked together and it was so clear, like now is the time and she's not nervous. She feels good about it. Whereas if she had tried earlier, it would have been more effort like you're talking yeah. about. Oh, I absolutely love that because I think a lot of times too, the messages that we get is if something feels unhappy or you're uncomfortable where you are, move, change, get out of it, you know, just just leave yeah. the job versus really hearing that voice that's telling you, you you're doing something here. Some work is happening um, and to just stay with it. And I think that's such a gift. Um, so what, what made you want to even start helping people? I mean, beyond you recognizing your own, what made you go, okay, this is work I need to be doing with other people. Yeah. So a few years ago, my dream in life was to be a stay-at-home mom. <laughs> that was okay. my that was my goal. That was what I wanted. And then I had two under two. And I had previously had a, a career and I kind of I had mentally planned it that I would have my career and then I would have my family and almost like a separation of different pieces of self that I would be this one Kayleen at this point and the different Kayleen at another point. And that isn't how life works. So I, my husband left on a, a business trip and I actually was probably one of the better times where I had both of the little kids and I um, was on my computer and he had left me a post-it on my laptop that said, if you've made it this far, you're doing good. Cause he knew if I got to my laptop, that meant that like I had some spare time for yeah. myself. Yeah. And so that was very, 
encouraging. And I, I, at that point I had hosted this thing called celebrate cultivate, which is now the name of my podcast, but it was an end of year experience to help people celebrate the good for that year and cultivate more of what they want. And so it was the fall when this happened and I was hosting this event. It was just like for my community, it was totally free. And it really kind of engaged me in a way that was outside of my role as mother. Yeah. And come a few months later, I just really felt like, okay, I, I want to work. I don't want to go back to my corporate job in HR. I want to do something with myself and I don't know what that is. And there was just moments of serendipity that aligned where somebody had been reading my blog and she wanted to hire a writer. So she emailed me and asked me for my hourly rates. And I was like, I don't know. Nobody's paid me to write before. (laughs) And that kind of spun into me working on some people's websites. And eventually I started a business designing websites and worked mostly with women and business owners and realized that I was coaching a lot about their life and their desires for their business when I was trying to design their websites. And so I had a friend at the time that was a coach and I said, I will never be a coach. (laughs) And she was like, why Kayleen? And I was like, I don't know. I don't, I'm kind of picky. Like I don't always like people. And like, what if people, I don't know, what if I like, don't like my clients or whatever? Like, I don't know. I'm just kind of, I'm a picky person. And I don't think that that would be like the best thing for me. I feel that from my (laughs) head to my toes. You sound exactly like me. I'm like, there's certain people. I just don't think I'm going to be able to deal with. I've decided that it's going to be awful before I even try. (laughs) Exactly. So it was like famous last words, of course. So then I learned about a training to become a certified inner voice facilitator. It was with that same woman that I had been on stage with a few years prior. Her name is Bella Jess Lively, and she's wonderful. And so I took her training. I was still designing websites, but I had this realization that if I was an inner voice, an intuition coach, I was working with people's highest selves, with their intuitions, with the best parts of them, the truest, you know, purest, low drama selves. And so that kind of like peeked into me where I was like, okay, maybe I could, I could do that. And I started working with clients one-on-one and I just laugh at myself because that is my favorite part is my clients and these people and their wisdom and their desires and their growth and everything. My perception of what, what coaching would be is so wrong. And I'm so grateful again, that I just like followed the little steps. Cause if I had known what the outcome was, I would have totally talked myself out of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's what I love hearing your little steps. They make so much sense. And I think that's so cool when we look back at our lives and it's like, Oh, I see how all of that fell perfectly into place now. And that's why when I'm like, I just want to get to the end result. I always just want to rush. I have to remember, like, I'm doing something right now. Something Mm -hmm. that I'm doing, how I'm showing up somehow, somewhere is leading me somewhere. And that makes so much sense. You going from a busy, crazy corporate setting to websites. Okay. But still working with women and yeah, that guidance and realizing that you like that guidance. And that's so cool. I absolutely love that. Yes. Um, And I was, I was really into the woo of things. I know your latest episode was a little woo and 
Um, I, I was, I was doing this thing where I created the whole program of designing websites with me. It was based on the moon cycles, but I didn't tell my clients that it was based on the moon cycles. Cause I was yeah. like, they might think that's weird. I don't know. It's, you know, <laughs> whatever. And then I would, I would eventually tell them some of them. And one of my clients was like obsessed with the moon to the point where that would have been a much easier sell for her if she had known that to begin with. And so there were like these little pieces where I was like, oh, I can stop hiding this part of me. Like I can just be me and people are going to like that even more than like trying to do this like secret. It wasn't trickery, but kind of like secret thing yeah. behind the scenes where it was like, it's a nice thing to do with people. You know, people have been following the moon cycles for as long as there have been people because yes. the moon has been there. So this isn't weird. It's just like a natural pattern. So I'm very inspired by nature and the seasons and just bringing that wisdom back because we are a little separated from it in a way that we don't need to be because we are animals living on planet earth, you know? Right. No, a hundred percent. And I think um, probably there there is just such a like stigma behind that stuff. Like mm -hmm. it's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, the older I get, the more I'm like, it's, it's crazy to ignore it. You know, right. uh, some, some stuff I'm still not totally sold on necessarily, you know, like, yeah, like our horoscopes, you know, I'm like, I'm not so sure certain that if the newspaper tells me I'm gonna have my, my lucky numbers or, you know, those types of things. Yeah. Uh, but I'm so open to it. Like maybe, maybe it yeah. is totally accurate and I'm not going to pretend I'm not a tourist stubborn. <laughs> That's there for sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Those types of yeah. It's so unfortunate that we have to, we feel like we have to hide those little pieces of us. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think it's kind of tricky because we do feel like that and maybe it's just what getting older and, and growing and learning uh, is that, yeah, as you, start to realize like, oh, I care a lot less about other people's opinions than I did in my twenties. That's fascinating. And you can look forward to your seventies and look at like, oh, I really won't care then. So it is a gift, um, that we can embody and, and not everybody does. So it's amazing that you're modeling that and sharing it and being vulnerable and saying like, Hey, I kind of, I might've thought this was weird a while ago and I don't think it's weird anymore. And here's why, like, that's educational and supportive too. To it, yeah, anytime you try something new, even if it is ancient wisdom, it might feel a little weird, especially if you've learned somewhere along the way to be skeptical of it. And I think to bring it back to intuition, that's one of those things that we have been taught from a very young age to not trust ourselves, to look at other people for information. And a lot of people, if you think about well, the first time you were introduced to the concept of intuition, you might've learned like it saved somebody from something horrible happening. Like it's always this like big catastrophic right. story. Yeah. And my, my flavor of intuition is like, it can help you plan what to buy for your groceries this week. And it can help you decide what to wear. And some of these like really exhausting thoughts and tasks that we have as women and mothers, especially like your intuition can help guide you and take that mental load off of your shoulders. It's this whole other source of wisdom that you have that doesn't require a lot of effort to get there. Um, but that's pretty different than like, Hey, it told me to not walk down that dark alley, which right. <laughs> is what a lot of people, and I'm not 
your intuition can also help you there. But those big life events are few and far between. We're living, we're climbing up that everyday mountain and your intuition can help you see the light and help you see the rainbows and the sparkle and the goodness that is your life today. I love that. You're so right. That's just kind of like a little epiphany. How do you help people got, use their intuition on a daily basis? Like you're saying, not in just like these big moments or maybe not when it's just coming to like a job change. But like you said, a mom, yeah, stepping into her closet and doesn't know what to wear. Before you answer, I, would, I definitely want to hear, but it's funny that you say that. My minimalism started wanting to find myself, wanting to connect to that intuition more. And I went into my closet and said, okay, what, what are the things that I always reach for? What do I want to reach for, but I talk myself out of? I'll reach for like this shirt and I'll go, no, you already wore that. <laughs> Someone saw you in that eight months ago. Don't put that on. You know, I always had some sort of justification. I would always talk myself out of my instant thoughts, like my instant reach grabs, the things I wanted to put on my body. I would talk myself out of. That was literally how I started my decluttering, my minimalist journey um, was this desperate attempt to reconnect to that intuition. So I love that you say that you teach people as simple as something as picking out an outfit because it can truly, it has for me impacted everything, everything. <laughs> what else it, besides outfits do you talk yeah. to? Yeah. Well, okay. So one of my, when people of, who have little children will understand this deeply, or if you've had little children that like you put them down for a nap and you have no idea if that nap's going to be for 20 minutes or two hours. And then the panic that ensues as a, a new postpartum mom, when you're like, what should I do with my time? I don't know how much time I have. And your little brain just like spirals crazy. That was so painful for me. And so intuition can really help you with that. And one of the go-to strategies that I always talk about is to pause, breathe, and ask, what do I need? Because it, that's a one second, one minute practice. But how often do we just pause and breathe? And as, as moms, that may all, that might be all you have time for today. <laughs> yeah. But if you just pause and breathe and ask, what do I need? The next trick is to listen to the wisdom that you receive. So what comes through? What do you feel? What do you hear? Some people will hear actual like words within. Some people will just get a feeling or a knowing. Some people will see like a scene playing in their mind's eye, like a movie but it might, your inner voice might say housewives. Like it might say, you need to watch housewives right now. And yeah. to your point, to not question that, but to just say, okay, well, we'll, let's see what happens and be again, that like light, playful energy of trusting, like, okay, well, I haven't watched housewives in a few days and there's a new episode. So I'd like to do that. Alternatively, it could say taxes and trusting that and like attending to your taxes, but really just surrendering some of that control, especially when you are at a crossroads in time that you don't know what to do with is a really good time to access your intuition. Because if we let our minds, which we usually do lead the way, you're going to be fine. Like, you know, this 20 minutes or two hours, like it's going to be okay. But what would happen if you just tuned inward and asked your intuition for guidance first and see what happens? So that I like for those, that pocket of time, or really any transition, right? Like when you're going to wake up your kids for the day to pause, breathe, and ask, what do I need before I go deal with that morning routine that is yeah. so lovely? Um, or before you go to a meeting or whenever you're kind of at that like threshold, the doorway, the transition from one thing to the next, that can be your cue to just tune inward. Yeah, I love that. I love the, the transition phase. I've, I've heard that mentioned before, but it's not something I'm necessarily good at being intentional about 
But yeah, before I walk out the door, before I start my car, any little tiny thing like that. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't have to be every threshold, right? Like you're like, I'm not good at that. Well, yeah. If you did it once a day or once every three days, or just when you think about it, um, yeah. I had a, a client session today and I had never heard an inner voice put it this way before, but she, her inner voice was talking a lot about being in the present moment. And she has three littles under four right now. So they're itty bitty. And she, her inner voice was just the present moment, the present moment, the present moment. And I like to, as I'm facilitating, kind of like play the role of the mind and the skeptic and be like, okay, you keep saying present moment. What does that mean? Like, what is the benefit of being in the present moment for her? And her inner voice said, that is when I can work the fastest. I, the inner voice, the guidance can work fastest when I'm in, when she is in the present moment. And she's guided by her intuition without even asking when she's in the, in, in the present moment. So you do, it doesn't have to always be this like question, answer, give and take. Okay, I'm living in the mind. Now I'm going to be in her voice. Now, you know, there, it doesn't yeah, have to yeah. be this like switch of the light switch that you're on and off all the time. It can be the more you are able to soothe yourself, take care of yourself, be in the present moment then you are living from your intuition. Now I'm sure you are accessing it a lot more than you were when life was a little bit more chaotic and crazy and financially unstable. I mean, all of those things do make it harder to access your inner voice for sure. Yeah. yeah. And as you tend to those needs, now I'm sure it's, you know, again, you're probably not living a hundred percent from your inner voice, but that's called enlightenment and we're on our journey to get there. It's not, it's not a thing that just happens. Right. Right. <laughs> like you said about finances, I talk about our debt payoff. It's, it was so hard to trust any part of my inner guidance because I felt like I had failed myself so much, you know, mm-hmm. like I didn't trust myself with money. I also didn't know anything about money. So to even trust myself would have just felt like you're trusting someone who's, you know, quote unquote, dumb with money or someone who doesn't know what they're talking, you know, that type of thing. And so getting past that hurdle and then finding our debt payoff was great, but there was so much chaos. I just lived in constant chaos with it. Peace. And I love what you're talking about because over the last year, I suppose I specifically worked on listening to the intuition. Like you said that the housewives where it's, I go, okay, if I start to feel a little bit of busyness like maybe I haven't tuned in well okay well what do I need right now and sometimes it's sometimes it's a 20 minute close my eyes I will set a timer and I will close my eyes for 20 minutes that's usually what it is that's usually yes. what I need. yes rest um, yeah but I've started watching like sitcoms when I eat lunch I've started watching like funny lighthearted sitcoms which goes against when I was first starting an online business I read a lot of business books you know or self-help books no one says like take time and slack off, you know, cause it would be yeah. Netflix is seen a lot of times as like slacking off or being lazy, but it's part of that play you talk about or part of yes. that tuning out and laughing and mm-hmm. connection. Um, so that's, that's so great. And I love that. That's something you're sharing with so many people. No, oh, thank you. And I'm so glad it resonates because it is, like you said, there's already enough out there kind of telling us to like hustle and grind and optimize and hack and all of these things. And it's like, you know, I, I read a really incredible book and it's by Oliver Berkman. I do know that. And it's about just time and how much. So we have about 4,000 weeks in our lives to live, which can sound like not very much or a lot, but it's like a miracle that we even exist. So in that way, it's a lot. And in one of the, he talked, he just talks about 
our perception of time, our experience of time. And he used to be like a time management writer and was very into that. And he's like, you know, basically the existence of toddlers is against everything that is time management. You know, if you are trying to manage your time and you have small children, this is going to be crazy making. And he talks about how, you know, there was a point in time when as a society, as a human species, we were worried about on the industrial revolution after everything happened and all this technology comes into play, what are we going to do with all of our time? They, people were worried that we were going to have so much time. What are we going to do with it? And now on the other end of that, people have less time than ever. And of course there's systemic problems at play that are enhancing that issue. But in a lot of ways, people we're just filling our time with lots of stuff that maybe isn't filling our souls and everything is very optimized. So again, coming back to like, what does it mean to be lazy to you personally, like reading another book, efforting on how to run your online business when you already know how to do that and are very effective. That is like a busy in another way that isn't really nourishing you. And so like laughing is, so it's just, it's different for everybody. And we are in a place now where we can see what everybody's doing all the time. And so it's very easy to compare and what one person says they're doing might, might be like, oh, well now I need to read that book. You know, I need to do that thing. Whereas if you turn inward and ask your intuition, it could be a totally different thing. I also recently was like, I need to stop reading. Like I, yep. I love knowledge. I love taking in knowledge, but I started to feel like I am taking in too much information that yeah, I'm disconnecting. Yes. And that's beautiful. I, I, I have a membership where people can work with me over the course of a year and it's called the season sessions and it's totally inspired by the seasons of life. And then I was going to say, tell me about nature. that. Yeah, yeah. So, so what I, I came to realize I had done a hundred one-on-one client sessions. Most of them were not repeat. So it was like a one-time session with me, which I, I do offer. And I think that that's an incredible way to get started, but it's like going to one yoga class or getting like right. one massage. You feel amazing afterwards. And then you just kind of go back to everything. So anyways, I, I like woke up one morning and I was like, oh, it's spring again. Like the seasons keep coming back. And these lessons that we learn in life keep coming back. There will be another season and time where you're really excited to pick up a book again. But right now you're in a season of pause and rest. And I think in our minds, we like to believe that we've solved a problem or we've like achieved something or we've done X, Y, Z, and then it's like done forever. And especially in personal growth and development, when you're working on yourself and you're trying to grow and evolve, like those same issues will come up again. Like maybe that fight you had with your husband was about something you guys already thought about like a few years ago. And then all of a sudden you're like, Oh, I thought I fixed that. Why do I still feel this way? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And, and so I don't think that that is like a defect or a problem. I think it's just the seasons and the way that we evolve and change. And as you come to that problem, this time you went back in and we're like, Hey, that was me. I'm sorry. I love you. Everything's relatively okay in a shorter period of time than it was the last time you had that fight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I think just with my clients who are all busy moms, business owners, career women, like they're doing all the things that sometimes just meeting with me with their intuition once a quarter is really all they need. Like it's the right amount of time. A lot of times you work with a coach one-on-one and it's like 12 weeks, once a week. And that's amazing. And a lot of, yeah, 
times in life, but where I'm right now, where my clients are right now, it's like, let's just touch base, keep it light and easy. And so it's a community where they can connect together on Voxer. There's guided meditations that are only 10 minutes long, journal prompts that are short and sweet. So it's these little moments of access to your intuition, but it isn't a big lift because ain't nobody got time for that, you know? I know. I think that's so necessary. Um, Like you said, you know, maybe I'll come back to my book season, but I also feel like, and I'm wondering if you see this with people a lot where I go through times where I find something that is working. I am in the zone. I feel great. And then I just stops and it doesn't anymore, you know? So it's like, do you see that? Like what worked for a while and got you through, isn't going to keep working, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's a matter of shifting. Yeah. The seasons change. Like I wouldn't keep wearing flip-flops in winter and be like, I don't understand why this isn't working. Because, yeah. Well, now uh, my feet are cold. Like what yeah, is happening? These were a really great option two months ago, you know? Yes. Yes. No, it's so similar in that way because right. You, you get something and you get into it and it's like, it's really easy and effortless to do the thing. And it feels super supportive and healing and all the stuff. And then, er, or life happens and then you, you don't do it. And so, you know, my client today, she was like, well, I haven't journaled or done my things. And all summer, I basically took the whole summer off. And I was like, yeah, like summer's busy and you've got three little kids and you were interviewing for a new job and all of the stuff. Like it's a lot. We do these practices to support us. And then when they're no longer supportive or necessary, there's everything's okay. Like that's totally fine. You can come back to them or not. It's totally doesn't matter, but we kind of get into this mode as like humans where we think we found the answer and we want it to be the answer forever. And we just, that's, that's not how it works. And from a, like a biological level, it's really good to be resilient. It's really good to have different practices and different things. And like humans are kind of engineered. We like to be lazy. Like we like to do the least amount of effort possible. Um, So if something's really working, then it becomes like less and less effort to do it. And then it gets to a point where it's just like, it's, it's not giving you anything. So that's okay. Journaling, meditation, like all these very like good, juicy self-help habits they might not be serving you. So maybe what you need to do is like put on some music and dance or do do something like anything can be self-care if it's done in the energy and the intention of caring for self. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So as we start to like wrap up our conversation here, I would say if you were given like 30 seconds to a minute to give someone the basic idea of how to start connecting to that intuition what what would you say what would what would be your starting off point down the hack for intuition yes yes the intuition hack is there's probably already an area of your life where you are connecting to your intuition and operating from a very intuitive place so the zone of your life that feels the most effortless, the most easeful, that's the place where you already are doing this. And so start to pay attention to where are you receiving the wisdom? Is it in your gut? Is it in your heart? Like, it doesn't really matter where it is, but in the body, can you identify a place within where as you're flowing through life in that zone, maybe it's motherhood, work, relationships, wherever, like, where did you get that wisdom? And start to tune in there in other areas of life that again, feel really light, low stakes, playful. Like, what should I wear today? What should I have for lunch? What should I do with these 20 minutes? And ask your intuition, go to that place, bring your awareness into the heart, into the gut, 
and just listen. And it might be one word. It might be like pink. So you're like, okay, well, I only have one pink thing in my closet. So that means you're coming with me today, you know, and yeah. just see what happens and really just try to experiment with trusting. The mind might be skeptical, might feel like it's a little weird. That's okay. You're new at this, but also you're not because your intuition is you. It's part of you. It's in you. And so you can trust yourself. You have your best interest at heart. Even like what you said about like, well, I can't trust myself with money. Like that was a story that you had, but look at who you got to trust with money. It was you eventually. So that's pretty. And so when you can look for evidence is another good thing, like show the mind how you are trustworthy, how you do know what you're doing, how everybody's just making it up. And like, does it really matter if you wear pink today? No, it doesn't. So just try it and see what happens. Kayleen, you've got something awesome going on in the month of November. Do you want to talk about that a little bit really quick too? Yes. So I know the holiday season can be really stressful, especially for moms. It doesn't have to be that way. Again, like to bring it back to the beginning of our conversation, we can make little small changes to make the season a little bit more enjoyable. So I have, I'm doing seven days of self-care on Instagram starting Sunday, November 13th. Each day is going to have a little bit of a different focus, but these are like 10 minute practices that you can do to connect to yourself, take care of yourself. It'll help you get access to your intuition. And just again, give yourself a little bit of sparkle and joy the holiday season when maybe you've just got a lot more on your plate than you usually do. Cause that's how it goes. hundred percent. Oh, that's so great. Well, I'm definitely going to tune in. I love that you've kept it. It should be accessible yeah. and easy. And my Instagram little... is a at Kayleen Elise. I need to share that, but I'm sure that we'll be sharing too. <laughs> yes. Oh, great. Well, thank you so much, Kayleen. I'm so glad we got to chat. This felt very aligned once we got everything to align. <laughs> That's right. Again, we have to sometimes be patient and walk through that, that dog poop to get to the place where you're like, okay, we can talk. So thank you yes. so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And thanks to everyone listening. Thank you so much for hanging out with me on the unstuffed podcast today. And don't think that the party ends here. You can always check the show notes for the latest goodies and freebies that are always available to you don't forget, I love hearing from you guys. If you are enjoying the Unstuffed podcast, it would mean so much to me if you would take the time to leave a review so that I can hear from you too. Until next time, take a deep breath, let go of anything that has been slowing you down, and I will see you here next week.